Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. The reason we want to preach the Word of God first because we want to build faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. You remember the story of Jesus Christ? At one point, he went back to his hometown named Nazareth. And the Bible says that Jesus could perform only a few miracles. Big miracles did not happen over there. And the Bible says because they did not have faith. They did not have faith because of familiarity. They saw Jesus since he was a young boy. He looked at Jesus as a man who grew up in that town. They did not look at him as the Messiah or the great servant of the Lord. And after the Bible said that they did not get the miracle because they did not have faith, then the Bible continued to say, next verse, then he walked around and taught and preached the word of God. So he knew that in order to get people to have faith, to receive breakthroughs and miracles and healing and deliverance and salvation from heaven is to teach the word until they got their faith rise up in their heart. I learned this lesson that if I need anything from God, the promise of God in the Bible, I need to approach him by faith. My job, my responsibility God already did his part. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus paid the price for us. But I need to do my part is to keep building my faith. I'm building my faith in every area of my life, in the area of provision, healing, the area of ministry, victory, protection. I need to build my faith. Tonight, we want to build the faith in the area of revival, in the area of the touch of God or the fire of God. I would like to read from Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 20. Acts 9, 1 to 20. This is a story about a man named Saul of Tarsus. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogue of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, mean of the Lord Jesus, whether men or women, he might bring them bowed to Jerusalem. This man, Saul of Tarsus, was the greatest persecutor of the early church at that time. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly, everyone says suddenly, a light shone around him, the fire of God came on him, and he saw the light, the fire, from heaven. Then he fell to the ground. Today, somebody told me that they went to preach the gospel in Thailand, and they tried to convince the pastor there that they need the fire of God. And many pastors say, I don't believe in falling. It's not in the Bible. Wow, they need to read this scripture. Acts chapter 9, verse 4. The apostle Paul fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, 
to him, Saul, Saul, why you are persecuting me? Jesus took it personal. When somebody attacked you, persecute you, talk bad about you, who are children of God, he take it personal. It's like that person persecute and attack Jesus himself, and he said, "Who are you, Lord?" Is it interesting? He asked the question and he answered at the same time. He asked, "Who are you?" And then he said, "Lord." So he knows that there is only one Lord in heaven because he is in Judaism. He know the Almighty God. So he say, "Who are you?" And he answered, "Lord." Interesting. Then the Lord said, "I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting." He was persecuting the church, the body of Christ. That's why, if you want to receive the blessing from Jesus, the best thing to do. Is to love the church, bless the church, build the church, get involved in the church. Don't persecute the church. Don't give a hard time to the church. Don't go to church and cause division and quarrel and all this stuff. You need to be church builder because when you do that, you are building the body of Christ. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. So he trembling. Is it okay to be in the presence of God and you shaking and trembling? Yes. And astonished, said, "Lord, what do you want me to do?" Then the Lord said to him, "Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do." So now God wants to test his faith. He's going to believe God or not to go into the city. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless. Hearing a voice but seeing no one, they all heard the voice from heaven, but they saw no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were open, he saw no one. He became blind. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when he opened his eyes, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was. Three days without sight, he was blind for three days, and neither ate nor drank. He was fasting, and he was very in trouble. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, "Ananias," and he said, "Here I am, Lord." So the Lord said to him. Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, "Lord, I have heard for many." About this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Paul was very famous in a bad way. He was a very bad persecutor of the church. You notice this story. Ananias was not a pastor or any famous man. Actually, you never heard his name again after these scriptures. Can God use simple people like you? To lay hand on somebody who's going to become apostle later on, 
to become a great evangelist later on? You can, if you are willing to be used by God. And here he was authority from the chief priest to bind all who called on your name. But the Lord said to him. Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him. Is the laying on of hand biblical? Yes. Jesus practiced the laying on of hand. Actually, I always say this way: Jesus had a touching ministry. He touched people a lot. Laying on of hand is the foundation of the doctrine of Christian in Hebrew chapter six. So, if you go to church and they don't practice and they don't teach you the laying on of hand, you miss a big foundation in the Bible. He said, "Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came." Has sent me that you may receive your sight, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and arose and was baptized. So, when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then, look at this. Then Saul, he became a new man. Now, he was a church persecutor. And now Saul spent some day with the disciple at Damascus. Immediately, he preached the Christ in the synagogue that he is the Son of God. Wow! The story of Saul of Tarsus, which later on the name changed to the Apostle Paul. It's so evident from this scripture that something very Big happened to this man Saul of Tarsus. Something happened to him to the point that it totally turned his life around, from being a church persecutor to be an apostle that planted churches around that area in that generation. And we read that suddenly the light shone on him. Suddenly the fire of God came down. And he met the Lord on that road. You can see here that if we want to be used by God in a mighty way, we need the touch of God. Every person in the Bible who has been used by God encounter God like Saul. For example, Moses encountered God at the mountain. Is that right? Daniel encountered God. Paul encountered God. Peter encountered the Lord. You need to encounter the Lord. Paul has a so-called a head-on collision with God that day. Head-on collision. He really encountered the presence of God or the fire of God. His life was radically transformed to be used of God. The same way to us, God want to change us. God want to use all of us. When I started to become a pastor, I was very dry. I did not know about the fire of God or, or about revival. 
and I try to serve God, but is really struggling with my own sin, my own weaknesses, with the ministry, with my family life, everything. And I was so desperate because I knew that something was missing in my life, and I started to cry now to God, God. There must be something missing here. I loved you. I know the word. I study the word. I preach every Sunday. But why? I was so dry. And why? The ministry did not go anywhere. Why so hard to get people saved? Why the church was so, so dry? Even though we love God and we are sincere toward God. Until one day, a new believer in our church, his name is John, handed me a book. And I read that book on the airplane concerning the Holy Spirit, and I repented right away. I came back home from that trip, and I began to run after the Holy Spirit. I began to go to many meetings to meet the Holy Spirit, to receive the fire of the Holy Spirit. And after I received the fire of the Holy Spirit in 1997, my life was totally turned around. God began to send me to Thailand to bring the fire of God there. Things changed after that. Many souls saved. The church started to have the miracles happen, and so many things happened. My preaching was changed by the fire of God. The fire of God is so important, and God wants to touch His people like that. Not just only Paul. He's not respecter of people. I know I need a fire to do the ministry. I know that I need something more than just speaking in tongues, more than just studying the Word of God. I need the head-on collision experience with God myself. I need God to touch me. A few days ago, somebody called me. She is a pastor from Phnom Penh in Cambodia. And she came to our church camp two years ago to receive the fire of God. Now she considered me to be her spiritual father. She received the fire of God in the camp, went back to Phnom Penh, and a lot of people get saved after she received the fire. And she said that one day a young man walked to her with blindness. And again, this is just a simple woman who ran the church in Phnom Penh. She lay hand on that young man, and the blind was healed. He was able to see, oh, pastor in Cambodia came to her. They all came to the revival service in October to be touched by the fire of God in Bangkok. And they went back. She called me and said that they all the church all grow now. They all start to have the Holy Spirit in those churches. The pastor going to come back again in this January revival service in Thailand. And she came to America to visit her daughters, and she told this story to a Vietnamese pastor in Atlanta, Georgia. When that Vietnamese pastor heard about revival, she called me right away and said, Pastor Lau, could you please come to Georgia, to Atlanta? Because we're going to have a big, big conference among Vietnamese Christians in April. Could you come and bring the file of God here? I say, yes. Vietnamese people need the file of God. Amen? We need to bring the file of God to Vietnamese people. I already booked a ticket. And we're going to go to Atlanta, Georgia, and 
going to bring the file of God to Vietnamese Christians over there. But I got the file of God because I came to the point of my life that I knew that I could not go on anymore. It's something missing. I was so desperate. I want to serve the Lord, but something missing in my life. And I began to be hungry, hungry. When I read the book of the Holy Spirit, my hunger started to come up in me. Hunger for God did not happen overnight. It gradually came on. And it's your own business to be hungry for God. I cannot be hungry for God for you. You need to be hungry for God yourself. So hunger come inside me little by little. And that spiritual hunger caused me to run to the meeting, pay the airplane ticket, rent the car, rent the hotel, drive to the meeting. Every day the meeting lasted from like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Evening service start from 7 p.m. and finish by midnight. And a lot of people walk out of the room already because it's late now, 11.30 p.m. I still sit there. God, if you don't touch me tonight, I'm not leaving. I'm going to be here. I'm hungry. I don't care if I have to go to bed at 2 a.m. and wake up again the next morning. Because of the hunger, I desperately need the move of God. That's why I love that song. Lord, I'm hungry for the mighty move of God. I need him. I was hungry for God. And I know that if he visits me, if he touches me, he fills me up, my life will never be the same. I want to be changed and transformed like the Apostle Paul. Sometimes I was thinking, do I need to persecute the church first before he can touch me? Do I need to change my name to be Saul of Tarsus? And if he touch me, will my name be changed from Varun to Varar or something? Because his name changes from Saul to Paul. I hope I don't need to change my name like Saul. Amen? I need to be hungry and thirsty for the things of God in order to be touched by the fire of God. This is the key word, hunger and thirst. Many Christians are in the process of quesala, sela, whatever will be, will be. I don't care what happened to me. I am fine today. They are not hungry. They just drag their feet into the church, sit down and look at the watch. When this going to be done? I have the football game. I need to watch the Seahawks today. Her pastor, hurry to preach. I want to go home. I don't care about this thing. My dear brother and sister, revival is an ongoing process thing. It's not one-time experience. It happened from glory to glory to glory to glory. There is no way that God can touch you one time and make you become like Jesus in one time. God can do it, but you cannot do it. But listen carefully. God can touch you and change you so much, but the problem is you cannot handle it. Therefore, in my understanding of the Scripture, the file of God touched me in 1997, and I cannot claim that I have arrived and it's over and no more. 
I still need the touch of God every month, every week. I still need the fire of God to touch me, to change me from glory to glory to glory, to change me little by little to become more like Jesus. When He touched me, He wiped out something out of my life, and He put something in me. He may give me more faith. He give me more love, more understanding, more anointing. So that I can function for Him, so that I can do the work for Him, so that I can preach the gospel for Him. I want Him to touch me again and again and again. The touch of God is needed until one day we see Jesus Christ. That's why I decide that our church will not stop the move of God, will not stop the fire of God until Jesus Christ come back. So many places in the world, so many churches in the world, they are so excited about the fire of God revival. The fire of God came, and the church grew to thousands of people. And eventually, the pastor said, "This way, this is a real story. Oh, it's okay now. We have four thousand members. Now let's stop laying on of hand. Stop the fire of God because we are a big church now. We are make a church. We don't need a fire of God anymore. Now let's emphasize something else. Let's emphasize about organization, about administration, and some coffee, some donut at the front. Stop the fire of God. I tell you, it's not biblical. We need the fire of God until Jesus come back. Amen. Amen. God love everybody. God wants to use everybody. To shake the nations, to shake the country, to do mighty things for Him, but the problem is, is our own choice. He wants to touch everybody. This morning, somebody called me from Thailand, talking about this young man. His name is Cham. Cham came into our church a few years ago. He came in here to look for customer to sell product. Because he want to sell, he is a businessman. He invited David to come to church too. He walked into the church to look for a customer. After I preached, he just looked at me, this guy, and he kind of shook his head. So when I lay hand on him, I say fire. He say water. <laughs> I say fire. He say water. He was mocking me. But. After a couple Sunday, he came to revival service like this on Friday night, and his sister came too. His sister came to the church first time in her life, and his sister accepted Christ that night, and God prayed for. When I lay hand on his sister, she fell under the power and start to got drunk in the Holy Spirit. He looked at her and say, "Oh, this is real. This is not fake thing because this is my own sister." So now he ran out to the front line and get prayed for. Many times until the fire of God touch him. Now he is one of the most effective evangelists in Thailand. His Facebook has hundred thousand of people watch. He produced movie this morning when the person called me from Thailand. He said that he went with this man, the evangelist, to the jail to preach to. Prisoner in jail, and I asked this person who called me, "How many people accept Christ that day when Champ preached the gospel?" And the man said, "The whole prison raised hand to accept Jesus Christ." <laughs> A businessman who want to come in to rip off 
money from this church. Turn to be an evangelist in the land of Buddhism. And now, so many people accept Christ and turn to Christ in Thailand. And most of them are young people, like in the age of 20 to 35 years old. It's amazing. The file of God can change one man like that to shake a nation. Amen? And he proclaimed in his Facebook, Pastor Lao is my spiritual father. He was not ashamed of the file of God at all. Every time I went to Thailand, he would show up in a meeting and stand in the prayer line and lay hand, and he just got touched by the fire again. He never stopped coming to the prayer line to receive the fire of God. Amen? When you're hungry for the fire of God, you say to God, Lord, I'm so hungry. Please touch me. Please change me. I need your touch. I need your anointing. I need the touch of God. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what people talk about me. I'm not here to please anybody. I don't care what other people happen to them. I myself need the file of God myself. I'm not here to watch and to observe other people, how, what happened to them. No, I am here to drink and to be touched by the file of God myself. I'm so thirsty and hungry for the touch of God. I'm so desperate to be changed. That should be the heart attitude of every believer. I want to change so much by the touch of God. Some people may wonder why the soul of Tarsus was chosen by Jesus and touched by the fire of God on the road to Damascus. A lot of people may think, wow, this guy is a bad guy. He persecuted and killed Christians. But you need to understand this. Saul of Tarsus was very sincere, actually. He believed in Jehovah, but he did not believe in Messiah, Jesus Christ. So he totally misunderstood that Jesus was a false prophet or something. So he tried to defend his faith, Judaism, by getting rid of people who follow Christ Jesus, the Messiah. He did it out of sincerity to defend his faith. He is on fire, actually. He loved God, but he loved God without knowing the Messiah or the Christ. So God saw his heart. This man tried to defend my name, but he misunderstood. So I'm going to use this man. You can see, if God can use and touch the worst sinner in the world, Paul called himself the worst sinner, I believe that many of us are not as bad as Paul. God can pick this man who persecuted Christians and touch him and have a head-on collision with him and transform him to be an apostle. You think God can do the same thing to you? God, again, is not respecter of people. God can touch Paul. God can touch me. God can touch Champ, God touched that Cambodian lady and went back to do the to see so many souls saved in Cambodia now. She wants me to go to Cambodia, but I have no time yet. One day I'm going to show up in Phnom Penh and preach the gospel there. Amen? But you notice one thing in the Bible. In the upper room, the Bible says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven right, uh, like a of a 
rushing mighty wind and filled this house. On the road to Damascus, the Bible says, suddenly, suddenly. So God can touch you suddenly. You may not even get ready to prepare, but one thing you know, I am hungry. God subtly touched me so many times in my life. Subtly. One time I was praying in the hotel in Malaysia. I went to the pastoral meeting. I did not want to bother Pastor Da sleeping. So I woke up, go to the restroom, and then I say, I have jet lag, I couldn't sleep. So I was praying in the restroom by myself. And while I was praying, subtly, the Holy Spirit, the fire of God touched me. I began to get drunk and laugh and cry and speak in tongue in the restroom for one hour. And God spoke to me. I will use you to be the fire igniter, to be the revivalist for me. Suddenly, God touched me. I went to a lawyer house on Mercer Island. This is a house of a lawyer. All these people came together. And we were talking about God. I was sitting there. Suddenly, God hit me on his couch. And I began to cry a laugh. And all these lawyers looked at me. What's going on with this neurosurgeon? <laughs> Suddenly. But you know, in my heart, I was so hungry. I was so desperate. I want to have more than just speaking in tongues. More than just preaching here. Pitching there, prophesize here, prophesize there. I want something like Paul. I want to shake the city. I want to shake the country. And it's happening right now. Shaking Thailand right now. I don't want a little Holy Ghost. I want big Holy Ghost. How many people want a little Holy Ghost? How many people will say, I want a big Holy Ghost? Oh, I want a big Holy Ghost. So that I can knock down the devil. Amen. Amen. We need a big Holy Ghost. I want to have the great power to preach the gospel. And something is going to change when I show up. When I show up, demon going to have to run to the garbage can. Because I have a big Holy Ghost in me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I just came back from Orange County. Wow, it's so fun. A lot of non-believers sitting there, new believers... One lady told the whole congregation that I was not a believer. And my boyfriend is, is a totally backslider. And one day, a year ago, I turned on the internet. And suddenly, this man come up in the YouTube. And so, oh, he's a Thai man. So I listened a little bit. And while she was listening, she said that, I'm going to shut this off because he's a Christian. I'm not a Christian. So she's going to push on the button to shut me off and then she said, I cannot shut it off. I continue to listen. And then going to shut it off again. No, I cannot because it's so fun. What he say? And by the end of the sermon, she accepted Christ. And she came to the meeting. And the Lord touched her. Demon come out of her. And after that, the boyfriend come to me and say, Pastor Lau, I repent. I'm going to go back to church now. I don't want to be a backslider anymore. I'm going to go to church every Sunday from now on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Only the fire of God can do that. Not my own ability. 
but by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the fire of God. Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John answers saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you. He means Jesus. Will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Is that finished the sentence? All? Is that all? What the Bible say? The Holy Spirit and fire. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is one thing, and baptism with the fire is another thing. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is to give you power, speaking in tongue, to give you power to preach, to preach Jesus Christ. But baptism with fire is to cleanse you, to change you from glory to glory, to make you a very clean vessel for the power of God to move through you. So many charismatic, great preachers commit sin in the world because they don't believe in the fire of God. They don't want the fire of God. They don't want holiness. The fire of God is about holiness. God wants to give you both the power and want to change you, purge bad stuff out of you, get rid of all the bad junk out of you, wrong thinking, stronghold, demons, curses, pride, selfishness, all these things out of you by the fire of God so that you can be used of God. Now, I want to show you what I mean when say the fire of God changed you. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 6 to 7, talking about the fire of God in the life of a prophet. Isaiah 6, let me read verse 5 first. Isaiah 6, 5. So I said, okay, in this situation, Isaiah, a mere man, was standing there and suddenly he encountered the glory of God. God shows up in that room. He met God. That's why I pray that all of you will encounter God yourself. Your life will never be the same. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When you enter into the presence of God, when the fire of God come around you, one thing that happens is that you will see that He's so holy and you are really sinners. You need help. You need to repent. Every time the fire of God touched me, He would talk to me about my sin, this and that, my wrong doctrine, my way of life that is wrong, and I repent and I feel the holy presence of God around me and I know that I still have a long way to become like Jesus Christ. It's so wonderful to enter into the presence of God. And after he cried out to God, that I'm a sinner. I have bad mouth. I speak wrong thing. What happened after that? In verses 6 to 7, Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, fire, live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, this old vision that he saw. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity 
is taken away and your sin purged. You see that the fire of God is about holiness. It's about cleaning the junk out of our life, so that we can be a clean vessel, from glory to glory to glory. We need the fire of God. What blocks us from being effective in the ministry is our own sin and junk and demon in our life. We need to clean them up, get rid of them, and the fire of God will burn all those junk out of us. Exodus chapter 24, 16 to 17. This is the type of the church today. Now the glory of the Lord, which means the tangible presence of God. Kabod, the word glory in the Hebrew language is kabod, which means the thick, heavy presence of God, rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like consuming fire. On the top of the mountain, in the eyes of the children of Israel, this is the type of the church today. The children of Israel, that congregation, encounter the glory, the presence of God, and the Bible said that the Lord show up. Like the fire. Would it be nice if we have the fire every time we come together? Amen. The fire of God show up in our meeting. Thick fire, to the point we cannot function. We just like in the temple of Solomon. All the priests could not function. They all on the ground, could not function because the fire of God was so thick in that room. The presence, the glory of the Lord, so thick in that room. This is a type that to show that we need the glory. If the children of Israel need the presence, the glory, need the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud to be able to enter into the promised land, in order to have the protection from all the enemies around there to protect them, do we need the fire of God? Yes, we need the glory and the presence of God to protect us from demonic attack. To get rid of the junk out of our life, get rid of the curse out of our life, we need to welcome the tangible fire of God. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. After the fire of God touched you, He came into you. Now He burned on the inside of you, just like what happened to me. Everywhere I go, the fire of God burned on the inside of me, and then I go as a fire lighter, or Arsonists like to light a fire. You know, arsonists mean arsonists mean those who light a fire to burn a house. But I don't burn a house; I burn people. <laughs> Not burn with the physical fire. Amen. So when the fire of God come into your life and you keep burning and burning, that's what happened to Jeremiah. The fire of God in him. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. Then I said. I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart, like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. When the fire of God burn on the inside of you, he will come out with prophetic words. When I watch the movie that Champ produced. In Facebook, 
and I was watching. This guy never go to Bible school. He never have any diploma from Bible school. He never been trained to be a pastor. But the Holy Spirit in him, the Father, he was speaking through that movie that he record. I think I heard that there are hundreds of movies in that Facebook. Oh, I was listening. This is like Jeremiah. The fire of God burned on the inside of him and speak the word of God. That's why so many people got saved. One of the most famous rap singer in Thailand listened to him and got saved. And now they sing rap music in Christian music. I pass it down. I watch that clip in that Facebook. All the young people come and listen, and he say, "Jesus, Amen." And wow, it's good rap music in Christian in Thailand. Why the fire of God inside you gives you the word to say, gives you the word to preach, gives you the word to speak to people, and burn on the inside of you, shut up in your bone, and when you are touched by the fire of God, people look at your eyes. You look different. When I look at Christian, I can tell whether they are in revival or not, or they just go to church and try. I even can differentiate people who speak in tongue and people who beyond speaking in tongue and in revival. You can see the fire on the inside. When the person speak out, the fire of God is in the voice. You can feel the power. I want to stay like that all the day of my life. I want to have that. Fire in my voice. That's why that lady in Orange County could not stop my teaching because it's just the fire of God. Just okay, I, I need to listen to this guy now. Eventually, she got saved, and now she is on fire for God. Amen. We need a fire of God. Hallelujah. The mark of heaven gonna be in your eyes. The mark of heaven gonna be in your voice. In your tone of voice, in your countenance, the way you walk, everything, people come around you and feel the presence of God in you. Daniel chapter seven verses nine to ten. As I look, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing—this is a vision that Daniel saw—was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousand upon thousand attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were. Open, the Bible talk about the fire from the throne of God, flowing into the world. Why not every church have the fire? Why not every Christian have the fire? Basically, number one, many people don't believe in the fire. Two, not everybody is hungry for God. Not everybody is serious about God. Some people say, "I'm fine. I get saved already. I know Jesus. I'm not going to go to hell. I'm going to go to heaven. That's enough for me." The fire of God come to people who are hungry, who want to be changed, who want to be used of God. Amen? Amen. And the fire of God will change you to the point that you can t 
touch and bless other people. I pray that in this teaching, the Spirit of God will talk to you and show you the things in your life that you need to change. He will show you something in your life that need to make some adjustment. Maybe the Spirit of God will say to you something you need to get rid of, so that you have more hunger for God, more thirst for God, so that you can encounter God and you can cry out to God, "Burn me, Lord! Touch me! Clean me of anything that is junk to your eyes. I want to run the race. I have only one life to live. I want to live a life that." Fulfill your plan and purpose in my life. I don't want just to be Christian, sitting on Sunday and drinking coffee, and just enjoy the TV program. I want to run the race. I want to preach the gospel. I want to make disciple. I want God to use me. I want to encounter you. I cannot do that without your fire on the inside of me. We need that fire in Northwest here. Amen. We need the fire of God. The Christians will be on fire for God, and God will honor your hunger. God will touch you when you are hungry for Him. When you cry out to Him and say, "God, I'm not going to leave this place until You touch me," that's my prayer every time I went to revival meeting many years ago. Every time I went there, I said, "God, I'm not going to leave this meeting until You touch me." And so many times, the pastor never lay hand on me. I just worship, I just stand up, and then suddenly the fire of God touched me at my seat. So many times, when the pastor just called me, Pastor Lau, Doctor Lau, come here. He didn't even lay hand. I start to get drunk at the seat. So many times, the fire of God touched my tongues. When I was sitting listening to the sermon, and the fire of God on my tongue, and he say. From now on, your preaching will never be the same because I anoint your tongue with the fire of God. So many times, I was so hungry, thirsty for the things of God, and I'm still hungry today. I never thought that I have arrived. Amen. God is looking for people who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. God is looking, searching for hungry people. Second Chronicle chapter 16 verse 9 say, "For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him." God is looking for people whose heart is really hungry and loyal to the Lord, and He can touch you anywhere. He can touch you in the meeting here. He can touch you in your car. Pastor Da got touched by God in her car. He can touch you in China. He can touch you in the restroom, in your bedroom, in your dining room. He can touch you in any country in the world, as long as you are hungry for God. So many times, God touched me in my house. I got drunk in my house. Because I was praying and get hungry for God and become more and more hungry, and suddenly the Lord touched me. As I mentioned many times, one of the greatest evangelists and teacher in the body of Christ came to our city many years ago, 
and he did not walk to my row. He walked away. And he said, "Don't go yet. Come to here. Lay hand on me, please." But he did walk away. And I say, "This is not fair. You walk to another row. You need to come to me." And then suddenly the Holy Spirit say to me, "Pull out your spiritual straw and begin to draw." I did. I pull my spiritual straw. He walk away. This man passed away already. He's so anointed. I pull my straw out and I start to draw. Suddenly, within five seconds, the Holy Spirit hit me. That day, I got drunk the longest and the most serious drunk in my life, to the point that the whole room already turned off the light. All the people who clean up the chair all. Start to leave the house and say, "We cannot have to close the church. You still drunk here." My wife and my daughter have to carry me out into the car. In the car, I still drunk. To my home, I have to crawl up the stair to my bedroom because I was so drunk in the Holy Ghost. Because I was so hungry. You see, that man did not touch me. He did not touch me. He did not lay hand on me. I just. Like this myself, because I was so hungry for the touch of God. Amen. Amen. God can touch you different from me. God touched Paul one way, touched Moses another way. We should not try to imitate anybody. The most important thing is being hungry for the things of God. Amen. God look at your heart, and God can touch you. Suddenly. Will become true to you, and God can touch you to certain amount, and He has to stop because your corruptible body cannot handle the touch of God too long. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-three, for this corruptible must be put on incorruption, and this mortal must be put on immortality. What does it mean here? One day when we go to heaven. We cannot bring this body up there. This corruptible body cannot stand in the presence of God. We will be melt. We will be gone. So when the power of God, the fire of God, touch you, it's like you're putting finger into the electrical socket. Your body can handle so much. You're so drunk. You lost your strength. You cannot function. You cry. You laugh. That's why the touch of God will last for a period of time, and then have to stop, and He have to lift up. He have to leave and let you rest. Amen. And we come back again. It's like a roller coaster. You go into a roller coaster, and whoo! I just went to Splash Mountain in Disneyland. You in the Splash Mountain, and you come down. Oh, wow! Sixty years old man in the splash mountain. Oh, and then after you walk away for a while, I think I should get back up again because it's fun. You may say to me, Pastor, you emphasize so much on experiences. We need to emphasize the Word of God. Did I read the Word of God? I read the Word of God. Now you say, Christian don't need experiences. We need just the Word. Okay, let me ask you: Drinking coffee is an experience or not? When you go out with your boyfriend to have dinner together, is an experience? Is an experience? 
Eating c h a y o is an experience. Eating steak is an experience. Yeah, you experience something every day. It's experience, and you remember your experience. You remember the most is your experience. When I get married, with Pastor Da, when she say yes, marry me, it's a great experience. Never forget. Is that right? But you meet the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. Came and touched you, and wrap around you, and minister to you. Why he is touching you? Will you forget that experience? No. Is it a wonderful experience that you can share with people? I want to shout from the rooftop. My God, touch me. Amen. My God, really touch me and minister to me. Now I understand the song. The song that sing, he touched me. Oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know. He touched me and make me whole. Amen. We need the touch of God, Amen. and that's a great experience. Amen. And even John, the apostle, when Jesus show up at the island of Patmos, the Bible say, John say. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, "This is in Revelation, chapter one, verse seventeen. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last." He had experience in encountering the Master. Sitting in the roller coaster is an experience. Being touched by the fire of God is an experience, and it's a wonderful experience. And when He touches you, He can set you free from alcoholism, drug addictions, Amen. loving of money, sickness and disease. He healed me from eczema, which is my generational curse. My family, everyone has eczema, and He healed me completely gone now. Anytime I talk to some of my patients who have some incurable disease, some bad disease, I was thinking in my heart, "You need the fire of God. You need to have this burn out of you." Amen. Amen. The fire of God can come and burn all the junk out of you. Do you believe that? Amen. He come to cleanse you. You come by faith. You come with hunger. How many people think that you have not arrived yet? You have not been like Jesus yet. How many people want to be used by God? How many people believe that you cannot do it by yourself? How many people want big Holy Ghost? Amen. When you cut somebody hair, my hair stylist sitting there. When you cut somebody hair, and you speak with the fire. Don't burn his hair or her hair. <laughs> But the fire of God from your mouth gonna save that soul. Amen. Gonna bring something good to your customer. You need the fire of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
I cannot be hungry for you. You need to be hungry for yourself. You need to desire to serve the Lord yourself, to be used by the Lord, like Isaiah. Here I am. Use me. You need to desire to be used by God, just like Paul or Saul of Tarsus. He say, "I'm gonna kill all these Christians. I do this for my Jehovah." But later on, he turned around and he served Jesus Christ. You need to have that kind of attitude to be in revival, to be in the fire of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us tonight, helping us, Lord, to be hungry for the move of God. Lord, anything in our life that causes us to be lukewarm, to not have a desire to serve You, Lord, take them away, so that we can. Seek you with all our heart, and we want to be used by you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Tonight, Father, touch the hungry heart. Bless them. Bring revival to them, and help them to stay in revival, stay in the fire all the days of their life, Father. No one gonna backslide. No one gonna go back into the world. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Let's sing this song together. For a mighty move of God, Lord, I'm thirsty.
sin. Like a blind man waiting patiently, we press in to the cloud, and suddenly. A touch from heaven. Jesus came and rescued me. And suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came and set me free. Daniel and Apollo come out here. We press in, we press in like a blind man waiting patiently. We press in to the cloud. Then suddenly. Jesus came and rescued me. Then suddenly, a touch from heaven. Karen, Karen, Jesus came and set me free. And suddenly, a touch. From heaven, Jesus came fire and rescued me. And suddenly, I touched from heaven. Jesus came, He set me free. And suddenly, I touched. And rescued me. Then suddenly, a touch from heaven. Feel right now. Jesus came, set me free. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Jesus came. Jesus came. And rescue me. You will never be the same. Encounter the presence of God in fire. Jesus came. He set me free. Yes. Lead a touch from heaven. Yes, Lord. Jesus came. Yes, and rescue me. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Touch from heaven. <laughs> Jesus came. He set me Fire. free. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Filled. 
Fire! <laughs> Filled! <laughs> yes, Lord, touch. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Filled. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Fire. Speak on me now. I need your anointing. Come in your power. Fire. I love you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> you captivating my soul. <laughs> and every day Fire. I grow to love you, you more. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, for me now. I need your anointing, come in your power. Fire. I love you, Holy Spirit. Fire. You captivating my soul. <laughs> and every Fire. day, I go to love you more. I'm reaching for your heart. You hold my life in your hand, drawing me closer to you. I feel your power renew. Nothing compares to this place where I can see you face to face. I worship you in spirit and in truth. Fire. I'm reaching for your heart. Fire. You hold my life in your hand. Following me closer to Fire. you. I feel your power renew. Fire. Nothing compares <laughs> to this place where I can see Fire. you face to face. I worship Fire. you in spirit and in, in truth. I'm reaching for Touch. your heart. Fire. You my life in your hand. Fire. Drawing me closer to you. I see your power in you. Nothing compares to Fire. this place where I can see you face to face. Fire. I worship you, you. in spirit and in truth. Fire. I'm reaching Fire. for your heart. You hold my life Fire. in your hand, drawing <laughs> me closer to you. Fire. I feel your power in you. Nothing compares to this place where I can see you face Fire. to face. I worship you in spirit and in truth. I'm reaching for your heart. Fire! You hold my life in your hand. Fire! me closer to you. I feel Mon your fire. power in you. Nothing compares to this place where I can see your face. 
face to face. Never be the same. I worship you. Made of fire and all the inside. Reaching for your heart. You hold my life in your hand. Drawing me closer to you. I feel your power renew. Nothing compares Fire. to this place where I can see you face Fire. to face. I worship you in spirit and in truth. Fire. I'm reaching for Touch. your heart. You hold my life in your Touch. hand, drawing me closer Touch. to you. I feel your Big power renewed. Nothing compares to this place I can see face to face I worship you in spirit and in truth Cleanse Healed <laughs> Nothing compares to Bill. this place where I can see you face to face. Fire! I worship you in spirit and in truth. Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord. Fire! Burn! Burn! Nothing compares to this place where I can see you face to face. Fire! I worship you. More fire! More fire! (laughs) More fire! Yes, Lord. (laughs) Fire! Fire. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Fire. 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 <laughs> Fire. More fire. <laughs> <laughs> More fire Fire <laughs> You alone <laughs> <I> Fire <laughs> Fire You're the face Touch. I seek Touch We trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.